This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for the Raptors versus Heat matchup. The Raptors end up losing to the Heat. The uh, final score is TBD. The game is still going on with 20 seconds left as Miami dribbles the ball out. This snaps the Raptors' uh, seven-game winning streak, uh, and Miami comes into town and gives the Raptors their first defeat of the season. Uh, I'm joined by former Raptors writer. Um, You may not remember him because it's been a decade or more, maybe even. It's uh, Wally. Wally, man, uh, you saw the game with me here. Early thoughts or initial thoughts on the Raptors' defeat to the uh, Miami Heat here. Their first home loss of the season. Uh, Interesting game. Uh, Interesting game with uh, Lowry coming back. How are they going to respond? And uh, it looks like, uh, you know, they might have to transition a little bit with Lowry coming back. Um, The team went played quite a few games in his absence uh kind of get used to playing in a, a you know a different style and kind of becomes the norm and then you have someone who's a very good player coming back and there's an adjustment period so maybe that's what's happening here um but again it's a very interesting loss uh they have looked very good so far this year and uh, this was a team that um you know maybe maybe we're learning something for t- from tonight so, so that, that, that is the big news of the game because Lowry did come back and uh, he was 2 for 18 in this game uh, for 12 points. That's right, 2 for 18. I know you got that look of surprise on you when you, when you saw that stat line. But I think, like, you know, whatever, it's one loss in the season. Uh, yeah, it's a home loss. Uh, Lowry's coming back. But I think at this point, I think we're smart enough to, like, look past this loss and go and, and chalk it off to, like, you know, your main player coming back. 
uh, and kind of struggling like he did. It's almost like game one against Orlando has made us immune to any sort of overreaction uh, on the part of Kyle Lowry having a bad game. Or, or, or do you read anything more into that? So he's 2 for 18, 0 for 11. Um, really hit like a maybe one big shot, but but really was misfiring all game long. He did have eleven assists and six rebounds, but overall, like thoughts thoughts on Kyle Lowry's return to the Raptors. Maybe he's maybe Kyle Lowry's. Uh, you know, he might maybe he. We don't know. Kyle Lowry could be really surprised how well they played without him. Like if you know, I mean, these guys are very confident guys, right? Uh, they like to think that they are they are the big difference makers that's where they got where they got and he might be coming in saying you know what like i'm gonna make them even better now they found another gear with me gone they were able to play without me i mean i'm just i'm basically getting into kyle lowry's head but you have to believe that there's at least some chance that this is how he's thinking about it goes off uh two for 18 reality reality sets in yeah you know what i mean he's older now i don't know if he can just come back you know that quickly there's there's some you know some uh um it, it doesn't happen overnight you have to you know you're in game shape but only a game really um prepares you for gets you back into actual game shape so yeah and and, and i think i think i think going back away from the general uh, theme of things here the raptors here were 11 for 43 from three point line that's uh, 25.6 26% that is a that is a low number by uh, any standards and the heat on the other hand 15 for 38 40% uh, from three i mean you could argue that that was kind of the story of the game and then the the heat also kind of like plus 7 on the boards generally the more aggressive team and like if i had to call out like one guy who really really hurt us was duncan robinson man six for nine from three it just feels that like 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 sometimes you play a whole defensive possession and at the end of it like you kind of done your job and you concede like a 24 foot shot to duncan robinson you're like maybe that's good enough but on this night man like that just wasn't it and 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 sometimes like it's just like the other team just hits a lot of good shots and and so this this game did go to overtime a little bit, and um, Norman Powell hit like a three, which they reviewed for like ten minutes to make sure it was inbounds, and there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. And then, man, Jimmy Butler just went off for eight straight points. The Raptors didn't score for like two and a half minutes, and that was that was basically the game. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, they uh, didn't have a good start uh, to overtime, and. Guys like Duncan Robinson, Robinson hit their shots. I don't even know how. I honestly don't know how good a shooter Duncan Robinson is. Maybe uh, you can uh, find a, some stat there. Um, our crack research team, which is just Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, man. It, it, I, I don't think it was just Duncan Robinson. I think yeah. he was definitely a, a factor. Right. But a lot of their like guys, like Adebayo, like really like did a number on Siakam, who struggled again. Yeah. Um, like Siakam was uh, like a little, you know, a little jumper happy early on, and that never is the way to get him going. Really, like I, like, yeah. I, I feel he's a guy that really like, like his first the the first four of his first six moves really should be just like post up and try to like get a layup so he gets kind of warmed up into the game. Like if he starts off on the perimeter, then it's usually it's usually a hit and miss night for him. But if he goes inside early on, as Leo Routens would say, it's, it's usually better news for him. Yeah, we're. I mean, right now it's kind of hard to peg uh, where uh, what's happening with Siakam. He's having some games where he's hitting thirty three, thirty five points, looking like an 
like surefire all-star and there's still a couple games where he's not performing at that level and then today uh you know jimmy butler who we're hoping he's gonna be better than uh like looked like the better best player on the floor for like the last part of that game he, he certainly looked like the yeah. mo- most experienced uh, player on the floor for sure uh, especially over time yeah uh, uh and via proxy the best okay <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, but yeah, today, I mean, I'm not saying that he is a better player, but you know, it's this is the game that we're talking about today, yeah. and and today's game near the end, uh, it's undisputed that uh, Butler took over the game. Yeah, for sure. For, for Butler, not, Butler owned to, us. to the win, to the win. Uh, like j- the last j- minute wasn't even relevant. Basically, that's how quickly. Um, they won the overtime. Yeah. I mean, just like Butler killed us when he was with the Bulls, when he killed us when he was Philly, and now in Miami, he, it, the, the the thing just continues. Just a couple of comments on like some guys. I mean, Fred Van Vliet, 5 for 16 as well. So it's certainly like a below average night for most of the Raptors, uh, yet they take the game into overtime. But let, let's move aside from the game because it is one of 82, and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter, especially with Lowry coming back and all that. Um but but talk about a couple things here, man. Uh, so there was a play early on where um, uh, Gasol fouls uh, Leonard. Or sorry, Leonard fouls Gasol. It uh, doesn't matter who fouls. So the point is that the, the shooter releases the ball. And the ball at this point has hit the rim. And that's when the contact with the shooter has been made. And a foul is called. And that is considered the norm. What are your thoughts on that call? Should that be a foul? Yeah, so you know, I've just uh, really, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, no, no, I I probably have, but I've really never uh, come to a conclusion. But now that I think about it, the best way to maybe think about this is that what if you were about to take a shot, and I, and I was run was running full speed at you, like with my arm cocked back, like. And then I basically pretend that I'm going to punch you while you're taking your shot. But then just when <laughs> you just before I actually make contact with you, I stop. Uh-huh. So I think kind of like uh, those fouls are like where th- you're running at the player and he kind of knows as he's shooting that you're going to make contact with him. Uh-huh. Now, the question is, is that considered something that's impeding, honestly, impeding someone's shot? That's mm-hmm. the question there at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, the contact was made after, but is that really your bar- what's your barometer then? The moment it leaves the ball's ha- the the player's hands, that he is, that he is, uh, you know, uh, eligible to be um, hit. You know what I mean? I, I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, so, so I say uh, once the the ball has left the player's hand, yeah. and the player has landed on, back on the ground. If any contact is made after that, it is fair game. I, I don't think you should be calling that foul. So he did. Sorry, Leonard was already had. Uh, yeah, I mean it was debatable. I, I, I think Gasol had. I mean Gasol never leaves the ground, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> so it's a moot um, point in, uh, in 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 that case. Uh, so uh, thoughts on Norm Powell. Um, he had obviously the game tying or the go ahead three at the time, yeah. and then they called a real like they called a foul against Gasol on Jimmy Butler, and he scored. 
Um, but Norm also had a couple of chances where, like, he he could have, like, you know, really hit some momentum-shifting threes earlier in the fourth, which might have resulted in a better outcome for the Raptors. Uh, overall thoughts on Norm Powell as a play, as a developing player, and like, is he like, how comfortable do you feel with him as a as a as a, as a guy who can contribute? Uh, you know. And like like somebody who's kind of expected to take on more of the scoring load load with Leonard gone, what what's what's your trust factor in in, in Norm Powell with Leonard with Leonard gone? Uh, yeah, you, I think uh, you used a word that will be uh, just I will uh, associate with him for like long like I will associate with him, which is like mechanical, right? Mm-hmm. He's a little too mechanical. Uh, he's he's not there. He's not this is this is not. The kind of player that uh, what are you looking at at him? You said Leonard. So, well, uh, where do you see him fitting? What do you expect from him as a Raptor? Like, well, that's the real question: is what are you expecting from Lauren Powell? I my my yeah. biggest thing with Lauren Powell, I, I think yeah. he's fine, but I think defensively he's okay. I think he's improved his finishing over the years. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's become a rotation player. Yeah. Uh, my my main issue with him is his three point shooting. Like we were talking during the game that his um, uh, his shot mechanics. Seem to be a little, little off. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. Like even like even though they're not picture perfect, like like Fred Van Vliet does not have a great release either. Like it's he's kind of like almost aiming the ball in his release, but you still have a bit of a confidence that it goes in that it's like headed the right direction. With Norm, I just feel that I don't think he has the. Yeah, like his accuracy is it's over his left and right accuracy is off and his power is off. Like is it is it online or not? Oh, okay. Like it's never about it's, it's it's always about both things to worry about him. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? It, it, oh, <laughs> like if it was a video game, like it would be really. Hard. It's it's like in FIFA, like when you have to score a goal and a penalty, you got to yeah. make sure it's not too high, but it's also not too left. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like he has to like hit it bang on to get it wow. in. So his three point shot is a bit, a uh, bit off. That really helped me understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> um. Uh, so during the game, we also talked about like you're you're a big fan of Nick Nurse. I mean, you commented it out uh, on several times during the game, and and maybe one of the reasons where where uh, like you, you're so distracted right now is because you were focused so much on Nick Nurse throughout this game. You're a big fan of Nick Nurse. Uh, I think always have been. Like, what about him is is so uh, attractive to you? There's there's I don't know. There's a little <laughs> there's a little part of me that it's like it's always like this little. Uh, Homer, super enthusi- super deluded Homer guy, but I think there that guy is like screaming pretty loud right now, and he's saying that Nick Nurse might be one of the greatest technical coaches we've seen in the modern era. <laughs> what particularly about Nick Nurse's game? <laughs> well, he's won a championship, so you can't you can't really. It's not that out of left field, right? And you could even say that the the Raptors that won the championship weren't like a surefire championship team. Ooh, sacrilege! No, no, by, <laughs> oh my god! No, by surefire, I mean like I mean we are high, but like the Lakers, okay. the Lakers, or <laughs> or the Heat, like it was a bit of a surprise. Let's let's put it that way. Meaning, what I'm trying to say is the talent level. I'm just gonna let you dig this hole. No, no, Go no, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> the talent level was not as, uh, that as high as some teams that won in the past. No, t- I'm just talking about the talent level. <laughs> Go on. Um, so. Uh yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I think I think the Raptors championship is uh is uh 
Like I like I I think we look back on the Raptors team that won the title and like wonder in amazement just how talented that team was from top to bottom. Yeah. No. In terms of veteran presence, talent, heart, and all that. Yeah. And 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 Nick Nurse is. So anyway, a, coming yeah. back to Nick Nurse, right? Okay. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, and coming back to Nick Nurse, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, he definitely already, you know, has guided a team with cha- to a championship, and that's not easy. It's never easy because we've seen uh, far more talented teams not win the championship. So that's one thing for him. And uh, the other thing is that uh, he actually is, you see him trying different schemes. And he, this season, actually, this season is starting to really make me wonder how much Nick Nurse makes, is making a difference. Because you lose a pretty big talent in Kawhi. And I honestly was, I don't know about the, you out there, but or, or user are, but I really thought they were going to be like 500 or less. 500 or less. Uh, and they have established themselves as, people are actually at the point now where they're thinking, can they possibly do it again? Can they win the championship? Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about um, the uh, like the Raptors brand uh, because like during the I know it's a loss but we were still talking about it during the game and and how you're generally confident that this Raptors team like will make the right play like they have enough like intelligence on that team where like they'll move the ball in the right spot yeah today they missed a bunch of shots and lost the game but really that's all it is. Um, but you, you, they generally make the right play every time. Like they will pass the ball. They won't take a bad shot. Most of the cases, like they will swing it the extra time. They will dump it down. Uh, like they, they'll speed the game up when they need to. They'll slow it down when they need to. And 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 we made the comment during the during the game that that's almost become the Raptors brand. Like the Raptors brand is to play great defense, teamwork. And just make the right play every time. That is kind of like how I define the Raptors brand. This new Raptors brand, being a longtime fan, like how do you like like what is this this Raptors team's like brand? Like if that if that makes sense. It's still it's still early because I think it's just uh, maybe two we're two or three years into this. I don't know if we even do you even include the DeRozan era as part of. As part of establishing, absolutely that not. <laughs> yeah, like we, so we're talking very, about this Raptors that, that team. Very, yeah. This is very recent. Okay, and uh, um, you you have to attribute to something too, right? Mm. Like, for example, with the Spurs, oh, well, what what would you attribute to establishing that brand? See, the, the Spurs brand, I would almost always associate with. It's kind of like the jazz brand with Jerry Sloan. Structured coach. basketball. So coach. coach. A very right. consistent coaching philosophy uh, predicated on structured play. Certainly for the viewer, uh, from a viewer's perspective, it's very organized. I mean, there are obviously, there are obviously are audibles being called yeah. all the time. But generally speaking, it's very like organized basketball. And it's not – there's player autonomy, but it's within a, a, a structure that is somewhat predictable. But you still can't do anything about it. Did, uh, did uh, okay? Who did you just mention? Sorry, uh, Jerry Sloan, Jerry and, Sloan uh, and, and Greg Pop. Do you think Phil Jackson created a, a brand? So for sure he did, but, but but I'd say Phil Jackson's brand was very much different than Jerry Sloan yeah. and Greg Pop's, yeah. because Phil Jackson's brand was about um, like I, I think he was one of the one of the coaches that at least in my lifetime I remember being like he 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 allowed the players to make a lot more decisions in a very fluid system. 
And that was the whole thing about the triangle. Was that, oh, you got to, like, you don't run any, you just react to the triangle. Yeah. You you take what the defense gives you. And I think if you talk to, like, every head coach, they'll say the same thing. You take what the defense gives you. But I think in Phil Jackson's case, he almost kind of, like, made it academic with the triangle. Like, he made it into a, or Tex Winter, I should say, is, is really the guy, like, who made it into a science that, oh, you can play basketball in this way where you, you just, the defense has to give something and you react to it accordingly. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's almost like he... He, he, he coded the already established laws of basketball in a system mm-hmm. and then kind of like resold it so that other teams could apply to it. And now, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that's Phil Jackson for you. Like, I, I, like, I'm not sure how many times like people will say, oh, I copied the San Antonio Spurs style of basketball or the Utah Jazz style of basketball. But you can always say like, oh, we're, at least in the, in the early San 2000s. Antonio. You can say San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio, you could say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, okay. Because a lot of assistant coaches there came out and made their own ball, yeah. Yeah, I think San Antonio definitely. Mm -hmm. I think San Antonio is probably maybe the strongest brand in the last twenty years. Mm -hmm. It might be bigger than the uh, the Phil Jackson brand because Phil Jack because because of Kobe and Shaq, Phil Jackson maybe doesn't get as much credit for some reason. uh, um, uh, uh, The Spurs get more credit, I think. The Spurs system or whatever you want to. You think so? Brand. I don't know. I, I, I think like Shaq and Kobe like just top maybe the best two players in the league on the same team. Yeah, just like doing yeah. their thing, you know. Like and Phil is just kind of guiding them with the Zen, Zen vision or I, whatever. I, I, I have read the Phil Jackson books, yeah. and he really oh, just really? made them meditate a lot. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, med- so 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 I am it's basically meditate a lot. <laughs> just a lot, a lot of meditation. The <laughs> but the but the other thing, so I so I am reading this book called uh, Tools of Titans. Okay, and. Uh, it's uh it's by tim ferris and uh and it, it interviews a lot of successful people okay and I, and, I, and it's like a, it's got like a chapter and a half each on all these people and right. and i was trying to f- like it's interviews with them and all that and one common thread that i find across a lot of successful people mm-hmm. is that they wake up early and they meditate in the morning okay. do you think the raptors need to meditate more mm. But yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. It, it makes the most successful people in the world meditate uh-huh. in the morning. Uh-huh. So no, you don't. You don't think that. Uh, what do you? What do you use on meditation? <laughs> I think it's pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, like uh, who we were talking about? Uh, who? Uh, what was the uh, catchword that we were using today? It has to do with Obi uh, uh, Og Anobi. Um, Composure? Composure, yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe composure being an important part of success, uh, you achieve it through meditation? I don't know. Oh, you think there's a correlation between if you meditate a lot and if you have composure in uh, in know. heated moments? I don't know. That's a good question know. to ask. I wish we were scientists. Composure is staying cool, right? Isn't composure staying cool? I, I think, uh, so So a background for the listener yeah. is that like o- OG made a couple of moves and as we were watching, we we're like, man, if this guy had a little bit more composure in yeah. like certain situations, he'd perform a lot better. And then we're like, well, composure is really a hard thing to get, right? It's not something you just yeah. like wake up with, or maybe you wake up with. I don't know. Like some guys just are like more. It's like an it factor. It's one of the yeah, it factors. It's an it factor, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, is, is there a correlation between meditation and uh, and composure? I don't know. I don't know. That's why something. don't you why don't you meditate for the next week and then come back to uh, and let us let everybody know, you know? Yeah. As a, as a no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if you if you really if it's such a burning question, I I, I just don't know like how I mean I can I can measure the fact whether yeah. I meditate or not, but I just don't know how I can measure composure. 
So there's no way to validate. Okay, let's uh, round this uh, uh, podcast off. Uh, the Raptors did uh, lose to the Heat by, uh, I don't know, 121 110 was the final score. The Raptors went to overtime. I mean, the game went to overtime. Jimmy Butler scored the first eight points. Kyle Lowry struggled. struggled. Fred Van Vliet uh, struggled as well. Pascal Siakam struggled as well. Uh, the Raptors overall shot like 38.5%. The Heat shot 56%. The Raptors got out rebound and they, they, they lost. They just lost a game in the regular season. And that's all there really is to this one. Um, so let, let's round this off on uh, on something that I know that I was thinking about. And like when they renamed the uh, ACC to Scotiabank Arena, I was just like, man, this is the Skydome effect. Like I will never call it Scotiabank Arena. I will always call it like ACC, kind of like I still do with uh, with Skydome. Skydome? What's Skydome? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what, what do you call the arena now? Is it ACC for you or what? No, no, uh, you know it's fine. Scotiabank Center is fine. Yeah. I, you know, uh, how let's look at how uh, let's associate the ACC the name with the, how the team did. How was the team during the ACC years? Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I guess, when nothing, when nothing, I don't know, when I, when I can't really think of anything, I just like I boil it down to superstition. Like, uh, did they is that ACC era? Was it a good one? Is it one to? To look fondly back on or not? And, and, I mean, it ended with the no. Was it no? Last year it was the Scotia Bank. No, last year was Scotia Bank, and yeah, they won so a title. Yeah, go. so it's amazing. Scotia yeah, Bank yeah. championship. Yeah, and, and, bada and, bang, bada boom. <laughs> that's a that's a great point because uh, I remember the ACC early era being equated with like Vince taking over and the Sky Dome or Maple Leaf Gardens being retired at the ACC opening, and that yeah. was the. You know the the the, the ACC yeah. Air Canada Carter know, and all man, that and stuff. So talk about this. I've been talking to you about this. You know, off off uh, off microphone all night. Is that you know that I found that era very interesting, like very fun as well. But that could also be you know we were could be a bit of bias, uh, you know, uh, by a subjective bias because it was during my younger years and stuff like that. So yeah, for but, sure. But uh, you know, I'm now that now that you know we've actually had some. I've had some time to think about it. Um, you know, it comes down to again, flags fly forever, man. So <laughs> you got to give it to the flags. So it's already, I think, already Scotia Bank. Okay. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to top an era where you actually won the championship, yeah. and the other one you didn't. Yeah. So for me, that's it's gotta be that says it all, man. Yeah. All right. So with that, we will uh, wrap the podcast up. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Zarar. I've been filling in for Sam Folk. Uh, he will be back for the Raptors uh, next game. Uh, right now, it's a 121-110. The Raptors lose. Um, yeah, shit happens. Sometimes you lose a game. Uh, no need to panic. Uh, stay tight. We'll we'll get the next one. And the next one is the Houston Rockets, man, on uh, Thursday really? night. Okay. Yeah, the Rockets are coming to town. Uh, I am the. I, I have both Westbrook and Harden on my fantasy team. And I have been doing quite well with that gamble, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Thank you, Wally, yeah. for joining us on the on the Rapcast. Uh, no problem, uh, listener. Uh, Sam will be back okay. on Thursday night after the Rockets. I've been Sarar. Goodbye. New home ownership can be a real eye opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from the Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates now at HomeDepot.com/workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot.
How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.